prayer to me is transformational. It's not the only thing that will save and fix your marriage, but it is the foundation to where you invite God into your space. Welcome to Love Stories, a relationship podcast for successful women, where we talk about love, dating, relationships, and how great love stories are made. Whether you're searching for the one, you're madly in love, or simply curious about romantic relationships, this podcast is for you. I'm Charlene Byers. Each week, you'll hear from women, couples, and experts, and all the ins and outs on how to create your own love story. I am so passionate about this subject, and I'm so excited to share all the things that you can apply to create a beautiful love story of your own. Cheers to great love. Welcome back to Love Story Podcast. Oh, I am so, so excited for this week's podcast. Um, This week I have a special guest. I actually have Chris and Keisha Bass. And they are marriage educators. Yes. But the cool thing is they have actually been married, you guys, like seriously, for over 34 years. Can you even imagine the nuggets that I heard in this interview? Wow. They are just, they were on fire. I cannot wait for you to hear this. But I want to talk to my single ladies for a moment. I'm. This message is for you. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch, I have this free webinar. Yes, I do. I have this webinar is all about how to attract a devoted masculine man in 30 days or less. And if you haven't had an opportunity to watch it, I highly recommend that you do. Take that time for yourself because this webinar, it's going to give you, it's going to give you tips and it's going to give you tangible things that you can apply today to go out there and attract some amazing men. And I always say this, ladies, the majority of the men out there, they're actually great. They actually are amazing. And the deal is, is that we're just not seeing them yet. So I created this webinar so you can take a moment and you can clear some of those love blocks and you know really find and attract those men okay we want to we want to repel those jerks right like who needs room for those jerks nope but also on top of that i want to talk to you about the love tip of the week yes my love tip of the week so my love tip of the week is encourage pursuit absolutely encourage pursuit because Allow the man to take the lead in the aspects of the dating process. Yes, I always say it is a man's job to pursue and it's a lady's job to set the pace. So allow a man to take the lead. This doesn't mean that you can express your preferences or initiate some activities. You know, have that conversation with him, the things that you like, but give him space to pursue you. Yes, There's actually nothing you need to do here. Allow him to plan the date, allow him to text you, allow him to make all the arrangements. And all you need to do is sit back, relax, and have a great time. Give that time to get to know who he is, okay? So that is definitely my tip of the week. Ladies, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. 
All right, so let's go ahead and talk about our next guest. Yes, I had this wonderful opportunity to talk to both Chris and Keisha about their marriage, the things that they have been through. You guys, they have been married since, like, I think they met in high school, right out of high school. So can you only imagine what they have gone through? And not only that, what I love about this, they did everything the wrong way, you know, the wrong way from the beginning, but with God, with perseverance and really loving each other and sticking through all the hard times and committing to one another, they were able to completely turn around their marriage. They have this amazing marriage and they've gone through all of it. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read their professional bio and then I'm going to bring them on. And uh, let's let's go ahead and start from there. So Chris and Kisa Bash are marriage educators. They are passionate about helping couples reach their full potential in their marriage. They have served in couple ministry, you guys, for over 20 years. And they have been married for almost 34 years. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's something to celebrate. They use their experience, transparency, and God's word to minister to married couples and those who are thinking about marriage. They have two adult children, Lakia and Chris, and one grandchild, Christian. Oh, yes. So no further ado, let's bring on Chris and Keisha Bash. Well, hello. Oh, I have been so excited to have you two on. Hi, Chris. Hi, Keisha. How are you today? We are great, Darlene. How are you? Oh, fantastic. I've actually been pumped just knowing that I was going to be able to talk to you guys today. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. So thank you first. Thank you so much for being on. And thank you both, you know, for making this happen. I really appreciate that. It is absolutely our pleasure. Right, baby? Oh, yeah. Definitely our pleasure. Well, I just want to let you know, you guys know. Okay, so just before we even get started with stuff like this. So as you know, we do these pre-interviews. I do like a little pre-interview. And hands down, even though I've loved every guest, everything's been, I'm seriously, I've been really blessed to have some amazing guests on. And I've had mm-hmm. some really cool pre-interviews. But there was something about the pre-interview with you two that just got me fired up. I was uh, like, uh-huh. I could not, my, my husband was like, oh my gosh, babe. <laughs> you keep talking about them. <laughs> wow. I was like, well, just wait. Just, I know, no pressure, mama, no pressure. But you know what I loved? I love, and we're going to hear a little bit about today. But what I loved was that, you know, this show, this show is all about relationships and love and really really what it is to keep a marriage, to keep a relationship moving forward and thriving and growing. And I just feel like, you know, with you guys, that that to me was the epitome of like what you, you know, pretty much what you guys have gone through. You've gone through so much. And I know we're going to hear about a lot of that today. But also what I love is how you are now. And that's what that's what this show is all about it's really celebrating love and celebrating you know commitment and celebrating marriage and how important it is and how beautiful it is and how it changes and goes in waves so that's what we're here for so that's what i really appreciate and so but even before we get into the like the other stuff i want to get some stuff out of the way i want i know seriously how did you two meet let's talk let's start there how did you guys meet i want to hear both versions i want to hear you know a little bit like 
We actually met in elementary school. Her grandmother and I met um, first, right? Uh, at my elementary school, her grandmother used to work in the cafeteria. So when I, um, you know, went in to, uh, you know, get lunch or breakfast, she always, you know, treated me well. And uh, so she, um, you know, just loved me. And she always said that. She said, one day you're going to be my um, son-in-law. And I was like, wow. And I mean, I'm a young, you know. How old were you at the time? So elementary. So you're probably, what, 11? Yeah, probably 11 to 12 or something like that. No, it was third grade. Yeah. 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 Very young. Very young. Very young. Yeah. And um, so, you know, and hey, who who knew, who knew it was going to come to pass, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. So, but still in third grade, even though you're not thinking of marriage and you're not thinking of that and, and, and then she's just kind of, yeah. What was your first impression of her? What did you, were you guys friends or were you guys like, you, were you intimidated or no, you guys really didn't know each other. What was your first impression? From what I can recall, we, you know, like boyfriend, you know, girlfriend in uh, middle school and high school. But not know. in third grade. Yeah. Not in third grade. Okay. <laughs> She's like, not in and, um, You know, you and you will always, you know, off and on, off and on, you know, with the teenage yeah. um, love. So off and on. And then I think when she moved away to Pennsylvania for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, then she came back um, during um, my junior year of high school. Yep. Okay, now we're in high school. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hey. Yeah, and Charlene, I never forget, I was um, I was on my way to Florida uh, for summer vacation, and she uh, had came in to Georgia, and she was walking down the street, and I saw her walking, and she had on a yellow um, dress, and I was like, oh, man. So I told my cousin, I said, stop, stop the car, let me out, let me out, right? <laughs> So, um, so he stopped. It was the dress. Yeah. It was the dress. Oh, mama, trust me, it was more than that dress. But it's okay. That's just a part of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, so he let me out of the car, and we, we talked and exchanged numbers. So, um, as soon as I got to Florida, you know, I called her, and you know, we just kind of talked on the phone, and and um, I just couldn't wait to get back home so that I could, uh, you know, see her in person. Yeah. Wow. See her in person. Wow. What about you, Mama? What's your, what was your, how did you, what was your first impression of him? So uh, I, that is so true. Um, that, you know, I was walking down the street with my cousin. Um, it was country little town. We were just chilling. And my husband, well, my then, he wasn't anything to me then. But I knew of him. Um, so he stopped the car and he was like, man, I need your number, blah, blah, blah. So he called me when he got to Florida and you know how it is. We, I think we were 17, 17 yeah. or 16 years old. So we were young. And so, I mean, not even thinking about marriage. And then, so that's how it started from there. Um, and, um, that was, uh, was a road. And, and one thing that you forget to tell people that is part of our story, mm -hmm. even so that was. That was before we were our, we were seniors, and then that following year we were seniors, and then we were in the same English uh, lit class, and he said that we were sitting in the room. And what what happened, baby? Chris, what happened? I was you know trying to you know decide on uh, on a you know girlfriend, right? So he was dating two of us. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was trying to decide on a girlfriend. I was like, man, I need the right one, and I never. Yeah, in that English class, when I said that, it's like the sun came through the window and just shined on her, right? Yeah, so I said, okay, she's the one. So, and that, you know, made up my mind from, from there, you know, 
uh, just move forward uh, from that point on. Chris, seriously, so you're in class. No, let, let, let's break this down. Like, you're in class, you kind of, you know, you're 17 years old. You're obviously, you know, you're a guy, you know, talking to different women. It's all good, right? You know, yeah. you're not committed. You're not, it's all good. And right. you really had a moment that you're like, I don't know, this th th she's the one. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Were you thinking the same about him at the time, or were, were you still kind of like, no, I just, I'm just 17? No, trust me. No, I didn't trust him. You know what? And I didn't trust him. But so what I love about God, because you know we are God, God fearing, we love God. At that time, we, we, I knew of God. I knew the God that my mama knew. I didn't have a personal relationship with him. So that's why I had to borrow God from my mom because she's the one that had the relationship. My husband at that time, he would, he, he would probably go to church, what, once a month or something like that. Yeah. And so we, we really didn't have that intimate relationship with God like we do now. But what God did was he already got into our story before our story began. And so that's what we yeah. love. And we had no idea, like, even though, you know, we'll talk about it, like we cycle for many, many, many years was still part of our story. That's right. the reason why we show up the day today like we do is because of what we went through back then. So even though God orchestrated the start of where we were with the sun coming in, that was just, okay, let me see, son, if you're going to be obedient, even though you don't know me, but I know you. And that's what it was. And so because he knew my husband and like he drew my husband in, that's what started our journey, even before we said I do. Even before, right? So, so okay, so, so let me ask you this. So at the time, so, you know, because a lot of times, you know, people, you know, when it comes to their walk with God and stuff, it's just, they go in waves and especially when we're younger, right? Yeah. And, and we really don't have that true relationship with him yet until, you know, things happen. This is, I understand that. But let me ask you this. Were you two also thinking just in general like you know i definitely i'm a person that wants to get married i want to have children um was that in the cards for both of you <laughs> it's funny so let me let me just say this so you know we very full of transparency so what what happened was i think um so our senior year he he i won't say he he drew me but he drew me and so he, we actually never really talked about kids and we did talk about marriage yeah right before, yeah so what happened was you know he was my first and then i got pregnant so i got pregnant the time we were intimate and from there th that that was the story and so we got married after i learned i was um i think i was three months pregnant when i we learned and we got married when I, we were four months pregnant wow so you really got do you know that's interesting so my first husband, I was married before, my very first husband, I actually, um, this is kind of the same story. I got pregnant and, and I just, I think I was, oh, let me think how young I was. I was at the time, wasn't even thinking about this. I was, no, 18. I just was graduating high school and I got pregnant. And then I remember we, I delivered him at 19, but we got married really quick too. Yeah. So yeah. And it, it was interesting because my, I was definitely at the time not, didn't have my walk with God, you know, and my ex-husband, you know, he didn't have his walk with God either, even though his father was a big Baptist pa or pastor. But I think his upbringing and the way, you know, you know how you know that, like you, you can either be brought up 
in, you know, believing about God in a very loving and nurturing way, or it can be a lot of fear bombs. It can be, you know, it can be, and so he had, he has his, his journey with a lot of fear bombs. So, so definitely. So I, I totally get this. I mean, you know, things happen like that, but so now mama, okay. So now mama, so you're like, Oh my goodness, I'm pregnant. <laughs> We're going to get married. So, you know, like it or not, here we go. Right. Right. Wow. So then how old were you two though, when you guys got married? So, uh, was I 19 and you 20? Yeah. Yep. Yep. 19 and 20. 19 and 20. Yeah. And just really quick, you guys, just let me just, just hear this right now. And they've actually been married. How long have you been married? Thir it'll be 34 years in about four weeks. 34 years. Oh, in four weeks? Yep. Isn't that November 25th? So November that's about 25th. four or five weeks. Okay. So then, okay. So let's talk about this. Okay. So now we have a couple. Let's, let's get here. Now we have a couple very young, fresh, like not sure what is going on. And I get it. It just, that, that was me. I had no idea about relationships, marriage. And now I'm like, you know, going to have a baby too. And I'm just not, I'm thinking, okay, how, what ends up trans, like what happened? What's tell me the beginning of that, that journey with you guys. Cause I would, I would personally think that's definitely a lot of, woo, a lot of moving parts here. <laughs> like you say, it was um, a lot of moving parts. Um, Primarily because um, we didn't know how to, you know, be married, um, you know. Yeah, so the only thing we, um, you know, knew what that was that time was, you know, how to be single. And we was very, I guess, immature. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have any, you know, any examples of a, um, you know, healthy marriage and what marriage really looked like and what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Um, so um, it was very um, mm -hmm. toxic in the beginning because... We, like I said, we was just very selfish and we wanted to do what we wanted to do. Right. And um, so with me, um, even though we were married, I felt that I could still have my, you know, lifestyle that, you know, the way I was accustomed to having my same friends. I felt that I can, you know, do what I used to do, go out when I want to. And um, so I didn't really think um, things should change. And she thought things should change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a lot of, um, so that was a lot of, you know, conflict going on. And, uh, so, uh, we really didn't know what to do. We didn't know, uh, who to talk to about it. Right. So yeah, we just kind of cycled for so many years and, um, we had expectations and we had unmet expectations and then we have expectations again and unmet expectations. So we just went around and around. Oh, I can imagine. That's, that's so like, that's so relatable what you're saying right now, because I think, I think, uh, you know, people that are listening right now, you know, even young, not young or whenever you are, that happens often, you know, if you don't have other things in place to really help your marriage. Because I always tell people, I said, listen, when you get married, that's when it starts like that. Honestly, that that's when the work starts. It's like a lot, you know, a lot of the younger men, too. And there's no fault to them. And I think the women, too, you know, they think, OK, you know, let's get the girl or let's get the guy or whatever. And then we get married. OK, well, I'm good. Right. We're married. We're good. Right. No, no, no. This is where it starts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that so thank you for being so honest, because that that's real. And I think a lot of people have that impression that a lot of people have that idea of like, Oh, okay. I'm going to get married and I, yeah, I have another person, but I'm still going to do my thing. Right. Like I'm still going to do my thing. And, you, and so let's talk about that and, and how, how that actually doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work. Cause how was that for you, Keisha? 
Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, to, to his point, like, um, he didn't know how to be a husband, but I did not know how to be a wife. So then I'm learning how to be a mother, you know, right. when our daughter came. But even before then, you know, I, I, I'll just put this out there. It's hard to love someone when you don't love yourself. And so at that time, I was dealing with insecurities. I didn't love myself. You know, I was, you know, just had um, esteem issues. And so, you know, at that time, there's no way I could love him the way that he needed to be loved, even if I had the capacity because I didn't love me. So, so right then and there, the problem started with my own identity. And so anytime he walked out the door, because I didn't think I was good enough for him, I automatically assumed that he was going to somebody. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 I, I got you. You're like, okay, he, there he goes, the thing. Cause you, you had that insecurity about yourself as a, as a person at the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so for me, that was, that was an issue. I didn't know that then because at that time I was 19, 20, who, who right, knew? You're baby. Yeah. You're young. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, that's what happened. But then I didn't know that. And I remember this one time, Charlene, I'm going to just put all of our reasons out there. I just remember this. I, this one time, my husband, he went out with his, I think he went out with your brother and cousins. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and I, at that time I was like five months pregnant. This right after the wedding, we're still in Georgia. And, um, uh, I, it was like a rage got over me, girl. I cut up every piece of clothing in his closet. I was, you know, this is what not to do, but I'm just, I like to tell people, you know, because people look at us now and think, well, y'all haven't been through anything. Like, no, listen, listen, judge, let me tell you what we've been through. I, this is good. This is good. Okay, so let's go there. Okay, so so you're over there, you're out cutting other stuff. You're like, he gonna be with another woman. <laughs> He wasn't with another woman. And I wasn't even thinking about at that time in that night, I think it was like 1 a.m. I was just so mad because he wasn't home. Um, and, and so I was upset yeah. because I'm pregnant. You're out having fun and I'm here, you know, carrying your child, blah, blah, blah. And, and so again, keep in mind, I'm, I, you know, right around 19, right, almost 20 going through emotions. And so you, know, when you, when you Again, it's just, man, I, number one, didn't like the person in the mirror. And then two, you know, even if he told me, you know, the, gave me the validation, I still didn't believe him because again, I didn't love me. So then I didn't trust him. It was my issue at that time. I right. mean, he had a lot of issues. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. We both, everyone, we all have stuff, right? Like we all have stuff, but yeah, you're just keeping it, but you're just telling me your perspective of like, not only, so you had a, a lot of things happening here. You know, you, you're, again, you're getting married for the first time quick. You're getting pregnant. You know, you're having a baby and you're at an age that. Yeah. Yeah. So much is going on. Yeah. So I can only imagine. So Chris, what was that like for you? Because you're married to your lady and, you know, and I, and, and I understand, you know, men and women, we actually process things differently. We actually think differently. You know, the, you know, it's, it's just what it is. And that's how it, that's the cool thing I think about us. And so now you're going through, you're young, you're getting married, you're just trying to do your thing. What was it like for you when you had, you know, she had all this, you know, built up anger and all this frustration? I mean, how did you handle it? Did you like totally retract? Were you able to like, where were you at the time? Like, how did you handle that? Oh wow, yeah. Um, uh, back um, back during that time, um, 
I, I think I um, just kind of, you know, kind of shied away a little bit uh, to uh, separate myself from it because what I was hearing, all the advice I was getting was bad advice, right? Advice I was getting was saying, hey, you know, she, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You know, um, it's her issue. Um, you know, um, everybody else is doing it. And, um, you know, oh, you know, don't worry about her. You know, she'll be okay. And um, so that was the type of advice that I was getting. And um, so I really wasn't, you know, mature enough to say, hey, you know, this is my wife. Uh, this is, you know, my um, baby that's on the way. It's my responsibility to, you know, be with them, um, to take care of them. And I, I just kind of leaned towards the, you know, advice that I was getting. And um, it matters. Yeah, it matters. The people that are talking in your ear. It really does. It, it really does. It really does. Let's say that out loud again. Yeah. You yeah. know, it really it really matters. And especially if you're married. Like, and I know you guys were young and I totally understand this, this story. Like really, I, this is so relatable, but I'm telling you something, you know, this, like when you're married, it's so important, like who you surround yourself with and, and the advice that people give you and really make sure if you're asking for advice, that it's with a trusted person that you respect, you know, and that, and then you respect what they have to say. So I can even imagine. So that probably just made it worse. At the, okay, so you guys, so you guys are young. You're in this marriage, and you you both are just like, <laughs> where? Right, that's real. Where was God in your life at that age and at that time? So for me, God was, God, he he was there, but he wasn't there because I placed him there. I speak for me. He was there because of my grandma and my mother prayers. So thank God for people that covered us when we couldn't cover ourselves. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, ooh. I understand now. That's why I'm so, I'm so adamant about women covering their husbands because, you know, one of the things that I tell women all the time, they ask me, Keisha, well, I want this man to change and I want this man to do this. And I got a problem with what he is. One of the things that I learned on this whole journey is not to go to my husband and complain about his flaws or his issues. I, I would never forget, I, I used to complain so much about my husband and plus I was, my words were very toxic. And so I would tell him. And so I remember this one time, God stopped me in the tracks. I'm complaining to God about this man that you sent me. And he said, stop it. He said, daughter, let me tell you something. He is my son before he's your husband. You can't change him, you need to work on you. So, so what I did was, and immediately it didn't start because it was, you know, it was new for me. I had to put it into practice. And so once I did, um, anytime I saw anything, I, one of the things I tell women all the time is remain a student of your husband. I study my husband. I don't, he doesn't have to tell me anything because I'm watching with my eyes and I'm watching with my ears. See, very intentional. And so I will take a step back. And when God told me that, I learned to go and fight in my prayer room. My prayer room is my war room. And that's how I do all my fighting. And it never fails. Like I stopped going to him to complain to him about some things that he wasn't doing. And I allowed his daddy, our father, to help him come in line, in alignment, what, what he desired for him, not what I wanted. And Amen. so that helped me, that helped me. And that prayer to me is transformational. It will save your life. It is the foundation. It's not the only thing that will save and fix your marriage. 
but it is the foundation to where you invite God into your space. So, yeah. Oh, mama. And you know what I love you said? And this is, so I'm going to bring it back. So not only that you were saying to me, before that happened, the power of other people praying for you and your marriage. Yeah. That was your mother. Did you say, who was it again? My mother and my grandmother. Your mother and your grandmother. So before you were able to, so they were basically trying to help you keep that together as much as they can. Because they were like, okay, hurry up, girl. Come on, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, come on there. And then, okay, so what was your spiritual journey then? So now you're in this marriage. Your wife is, you know, you can maybe see her shifting a little bit, changing. Where are you at? Where are you at? How are you feeling? Yeah, uh, during that time, I was, um, I, I saw the change because what was happening prior to that, right, was like she said, she, her words was very toxic. Uh, my words were very toxic, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we argued, argued and, and, you know, it fought a lot. So that really um, didn't get us anywhere, right? And uh, so when she, when she made that, you know, change to kind of just pray for me and stop, you know, coming to me with the argument or fight, um, that made change as well. Because not, I, let me not, clear not this up, not a physical fight. Yeah, not a physical fight. I'm talking like, words. you know, with words. And um, it's very painful, though. The words are very painful, very hard. You know, yes, I got it. Yeah. And um, so like the words say, a man would rather live on the roof of a house than it, that well, live on the roof than inside of a house with a quarreling woman, right? Yeah. Mm. So once she start stopped quarreling and arguing and you know fighting with me, then I saw that she changed. So that made me change as well. So uh, it, it was very um, good for me to see that okay, I have to do something different because the woman that she used to be, she's no longer that person. So I had to you know grow up and change some of my ways as well. So I think that was, um, I don't know what year it was, uh, maybe year eight or nine. No, about year 11. 10, 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we started to, you know, grow spiritually. And like Keisha said, that foundation really kind of helped um, catapult us, in, you know, into, um, you know, where we are today. It didn't happen overnight, but that foundation, um, God coming into, you know, both of our lives and our hearts to say, hey, you know, work on you and don't try change each other yeah and and that that's the key uh, don't try to change the other person you work on you and then that other person automatically has to change because yeah. you're a different person yeah that's good that's really good because if you are no that's really good if you talk about you know what i want you guys to talk about a little bit also more on that in the sense of when we talk about like if you're in a relationship you're in this romantic relationship you're married and you're having the conflict and you're not having the alignment and it's constant. Mm, 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 mm. Usually what people don't understand, because you, like we said, we don't have these, a lot of times we don't have these skill sets. We don't have, you know, good role models. We don't have, you know, premarital things that we're going to, to really set your marriage up. We don't have God. We don't have all these other things that really keeps a marriage, you know, in this very low vibrating state, not happy, you know, not in joy. They're not, they're not joyful. So now that you guys, and I know you guys, you know, talk about relationships and I know Keisha, you help women with relationships and all that stuff. What would you say, you know, like Chris just said, like, what would you guys say is truly like one of the biggest gifts that you can give each other in your marriage? The one of the biggest gifts I think for me, it's to be seen. Like when my husband really started seeing me, really seeing 
first I had to see myself, but when he started seeing me, that really made a difference. Um, I don't need validation. I, at that time, I, I, even now, the validation, I don't need him to validate me. I, I love that he can support me. But my identity, again, is in Christ. Now I know that. So I no longer struggle with that. But for him to see me, um, and what, what comes with him seeing me? He, he, sees, he sees my imperfections. He sees my flaws. He, he sees the good. He, he sees even the bad because I'm still on this journey. Yeah, we're humans. Yes, on this journey on earth. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so with being seen, you're talking about all the dynamics of who I am, and you still love me? Listen, that to me, that's what people can do. So, like, he's not trying to make me be anybody else. He's loving the true, authentic Keisha Bass. That's what, to me, that, for me, that's one of the benefits of you know, being married to him and allowing him to just pour into me. Like I received it well. So anyways, that's, that's what I would say. Man. Chris, what do you, what do you think of that? Her saying that right now? That's, that's pretty, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very powerful, man. I, um, and, and, and that's what it's all about, you know, uh, getting to the point where, you know, you see each other, um, what we, we use this phrase, what we call it other centered. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, one of the greatest gifts I think, you know, spouses can give each other is becoming other centered. Right. And what that's all about is actually, you know, putting that other person first and letting that other person become to become the center of your life. You know, outside of, you know, God, of course. But um, I, I got to a place she got to a place where it was all about, you know, her uh, for me. And I wanted to make sure that she was happy, taken care of, satisfied. And then she did the same thing for me. So. Mm -hmm. It's just work. It made our relationship so much sweeter. Yeah. And then and during that time, as we both were, you know, growing and we we're learning. Right. And at the same time, you know, we we're changing, evolving, becoming different people. What I loved about Keisha is she gave me the grace, you know, to grow because you know, even I was, you know, I was making mistakes. Right. But I was I was learning from those mistakes and she was giving me she was giving me the grace just to. To just, become. Yes, to become. To become. You know, yeah, the person that I am today. And and uh, so I thank God for that, you know. And at the same time, man, just, you know, just respecting me enough to say, hey, babe, this didn't work out this way or this didn't, you know, work or this didn't happen. But, hey, I still got your back. You know, I'm with you. You know what I mean? We just forward. So I just thank God for that, you know, for her just, you know, loving me enough to giving me that that grace and that room to grow and uh, become the person. That to me, you know, it, that to me is the coolest thing because I always feel that like what happens is you take truly two imperfect people, right? And you're not going to come together perfect. That's not how it works. That's not how it is. You, you take two imperfect people and hopefully with all the right lining, alignment, right? You give each other the space and the dignity and the love and the all the all that to grow, to become each other, you know, to literally become your best self. Yeah. That to me is what's amazing about relationships that last and relationships that stand the test of time. It's it's not about right. It's not it's not about, you know, again, like pointing the fingers on that person, because exactly what you guys said from the beginning, you're like, you have to take care of yourself first. You have to love yourself first. You have to look inwards first and see what you're doing. 
But to have that and you guys giving each other that space, that's beautiful. That's so cool, you guys. No, seriously. And, and, and Keisha said something um, so powerful that um, I wanted to kind of, you know, piggyback on. And she talked about, you know, knowing each other's flaws, right? And, and one thing, you know, we tell couples too is that even though, you know, none of you guys are perfect, right? And you have flaws, but what you got to realize, even your flaws have value, right? Yeah. And so, and, and that is so powerful. So um, I never forget, we was, I was working on something one day and I was doing some research on, on gold and like gold nuggets, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Gold nuggets are like, what, 40% of silver and like 20% copper. But even though the silver and copper is in a gold nugget, they still have value, right? Yeah. So, so that's how you got to look at your relationship, man. You know what I mean? She may not be, you know, 100%, you know, perfect in this area. But what she does is still valuable. You know, it still brings meat to the table. So, you know, that's that's what it's all about, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to look at. That's such a good point. That's actually what it is. That's beautiful. No, seriously. Yeah. It's like what what is all the value that the person brings? And it could be all the different all the levels that you just said. Yeah, it's not just the good. No one's like I said, we're imperfect. Right. We are. That's that's real. That's keeping it real. Yeah. What do you think? Okay, let me ask you this. Let's take it somewhere else. I'm going to ask Chris first. I'm going to ask Chris first. So um, what's your favorite thing about her? Man, mm. it's, it's so much. Um, but one of the things that stand out is just been standing out, you know, so boldly. Um, oh, Lord, let the, me see what in the last. Um, ah, mama, let him go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> last man like last couple of years something that's really just just really you know shining her you know it's like her her love for other people right and uh so and i and i tell people all the time man i said hey she she really loves people and like with me i said i, I like people real hard but she, she really loves them you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah she she really loved people right and i was like man i just strive to you know become like that it just encouraged me to you know to want to be better you know the way she loves and care for people man it's just amazing it's inspiring no and you can tell like no seriously i'm gonna i'm gonna i know we only met one time so i'm just gonna go by that but i can tell like you just have that sweetness this love and i could tell like you truly care about people yeah oh you guys i was talking earlier before we even got on you know our, the podcast today i was just telling her that you know after our pre-interview I started watching her on her IG page. What's your IG page? Why don't you just say it real quick right now? But we're gonna put all the stuff there. Her dope marriage. Her dope marriage. And no, but I, you know, I said personally, like I have been just feeling the love from you, mama. Like seriously, like the love and the care. And I can tell from the bottom of my heart that you actually truly care about relationships and making them work. And that's why you're here today. You're sharing your story. So other women and people can hear that, you know what, there's no, like you can go through a lot of stuff. You can start maybe not the way you want it to start, but if you, if you decide to make a change and you decide to stay with each other and you have, and let's talk about that. I want to ask you guys something. Uh -huh. You know how, when you have um, a couple and have you guys run into this and what would be your advice? If you have a couple and you do have one, let's say one of them, really going inwards and changing their ways, but not necessarily the other person going inwards and changing their ways. What would you say that? So if someone's listening right now and they're like, well, you know what? I've noticed myself 
that I have been changing and I have been going inward and I'm really looking to see like how I'm showing up. But my partner is not. What would you say to someone that said that? Well, if, if that were me, because that's what we kind of like what we went through ourselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, this is what I would tell someone. You keep showing up. You're not, this is not a performance-based marriage. I'm not going to do because right. you do. Right. I'm going to show up. What happened was in our own marriage, I started showing up even when he wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my marriage is a covenant relationship between my husband and God. Mm -hmm. So I still had to answer to God. Yeah. And so I still had to show up and be the wife that God desired for me to be, even when he was still learning to become the husband. My husband says something all the time. He talks about Clark Kent and Superman. So, you know, yes, my, yes, he, yeah, maybe he was giving me Clark Kent. I, I, I didn't want Clark Kent. I wanted Superman. And it's okay to have Clark Kent for a season because Clark Kent needed to, to know his true identity. And his identity is not based on my words. It's based on what God desires for him. And so for me, I would tell that person, if you still feel, and, and oh, so good. You don't, you don't even know, see God works on the heart, but some things you don't even see That's the right. internal workings of what God is doing. Amen. So you're, you're looking at the yeah. outward appearance thinking that, oh, this person is still the same. Well, maybe, but maybe not because it has to start in the heart first. Amen. That is something that you can't see. So how about you show up? There's a scripture at 1 Peter 3 and 1, and I'm speaking for the wives. It says, you win your husbands by your, the life you live, not by your words, even if he doesn't believe. So the influence that you have, you know, you have to check and see what is the motive? Why am I trying to change him? Is it because I'm selfish and I want this? Or do I really right. care about who he is as an individual? Mm -hmm. And so anyways, I would say you have to work on you. Continue showing up until he does. Continue showing yeah. up until she does. Amen. I mean, yep. would you agree, babe? Yeah, definitely. What definitely. about you, Chris? What do you think? I, that was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, she pretty much took the words out of my mouth, man. Um, you know, marriage is not, you know, based on performance. It's it's not a 50-50. Yeah. Um, that, that song, 50-50 Love, you know, you, you got to get that out of your mind. Because there's going to be some days when, you know, the other person may, may, may not be feeling well or whatever. Right. Or going through a sickness or what, or, or what have you. So you can't, based on performance well, say, hey, say, since you didn't do that, I'm not going to do this. Right. You know, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Yeah, that yeah. tit for tat doesn't work. No, no. Mm -mm. What do you guys, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. That, what do you guys think then, like when you run into, you know, we, we all, you know, do this type of work. But what do you think you hear the most when it comes to, you know, couples in the, in the struggles? Do you think is it really is more like I want to change that person? And I'm not accepting that person. Do you, when you start hearing people having those complaints about their marriage, is it like you said earlier, is it women truly wanting to change the husband or feeling like the husband's not, you know, doing whatever? Or what do you think it is from the men? You know, or do the men not complain as much? Yeah, um, actually, uh, we just heard this yesterday, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Listen, there you go. Um, we lead a um, marriage group and... Um, one of the uh, wives said yesterday that she was trying to push her husband into where she thinks he needs to be. Right? right. And what we told her, that's one of the biggest mistakes that you can do. You know, you can't push him into anything. Right. Because yeah. 
he may not be ready for that yet, and God may be still working on him internally. So what we, what we always tell people, don't, don't push your spouse into anything. So you wait till they start moving, and then you start pulling. Yeah. Because once you start pushing, what's, that's going to create friction. Anything you push is going to create friction. It's going to create noise. It's going to create some tension and frustration, right? Mm -hmm. So you never want to do that. You never want to kind of get in front of a person or want more for a person than they want for themselves. So you have to be patient and wait for, you know, that person to, to start moving in the direction that you um, desire them to, you know, to move in. Or even God. Yeah, be, yeah, like, because, yeah, for God, for them, for God to move them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say to, for, for God to move in. Mm -hmm. um, and, and same thing with women. I, I think women, it's so funny. Like, we want men to show up the way that we want them to show up. Like, hey, let me tell you, I gave my life to God. I, I never forget. I gave my life to God, let's say, one week. That same week, I wanted him to do the same thing. <laughs> let's talk about that. That is so good. Like, us women, oh, my goodness. It's the same thing. I want to hear about this. This is so, I want, ladies, listen to this. This is all of us. <laughs> so I, I wanted him to give his life. And. And I never forget, it was, a. Uh, this is when our daughter was maybe like, she was less than a year old. And we were, I was going to church, it was night service and it was time for New Year's Eve service. And I was like, babe, are you going to church? And he told me, no, he laid in bed, drinking his little wine cooler at that time. So we didn't, we, 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 he didn't know God. So I was like, so mad. So I tried, now let me tell you. So what people fail to realize, you can be a Christian, you can love God, but you can still raise just as much, you know what, than the other person. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and that's what I did. And so just gave my life to God. Um, and I remember I tried to cuss him out and went on to church. I'm just saying, you know, uh, tried to cuss him out and went on to church, went to church, came back home and went, started back at it again. And then one thing he told me, he said, Ben, you remember what you told me? What'd you say? <laughs> I, I told I said, well, why, why should I go to church and, and serve your God if you still coming back here uh, acting this way and cursing me out, you know what I mean? That's good. That was good. Oh, yeah, so that was good. So was witness for me, right at that time. So, yeah. Yeah. So she yeah. couldn't call me. Yeah. Keisha, what did you think? You're like, oh, oh. You know what, Charlene? So what I did was immediately I took offense to it, but then after that, God told me. It's as if God was talking through him and saying, all right, you, you, you need to shut your mouth. And so, again, you know, I had to realize that it wasn't I had my own Damascus Road experience mm -hmm. and I needed for him to have his own. It's right. not like he had to come on my road and have the same experience. Right. And so yeah. let me tell you, at that time we were in Pennsylvania. Um, and you know what, God, I'm going to take my hands off of him. I'm this your son. You take care of him. Yeah. You take take him. Um, and so, so then, um, I, I said that and picked them back up a couple more times after that, but yeah, 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 yeah. I know you did. <laughs> but once I really let him go, what you try? Yeah. You're like, well, I'm going to try here. Okay. Once, once I took my hand, I'm just a realist I, and very open. So, uh, so once I really took my hands off, we moved to South Carolina, maybe about a year and a half after that. Um, and then maybe about nine months after living here in South Carolina, um, we were, I never forget, um, we were um, living in a townhouse and it was these women um, that knocked on our door and I thought they were somebody else. I yelled upstairs. Back then my husband had a cussing spirit. And so I wanted to make sure that if they came into the house, he, he was going to be right. He going to be good. He going to be. 
So he, they came into the house and they, he, they talk, started talking about church and they were evangelists. And um, in our living room, in our living room, my husband gave his life to God. Yeah. In our living room. So you can't tell me when you take your hands off, when you stop trying to control the narrative, when you stop trying to make his walk look like yours, when you stop trying to give God ultimatums based on what you want, when you lay them down on the altar for real, God can come in and change him or her. I'm telling you, I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Mama, that is so powerful. Oh my goodness. Cause she's like, I have been there. Seriously, I've been there. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Okay, so the next, the, this is gonna lead right into the other question I asked him. What's your favorite thing about your man? Uh, you know what? I What I love about him, and I tell him quite often, like, I. Yeah, like he always celebrates me, but I love that he's growing. Like he's open to change. Not for me. I, I, I'm so he's such a God fearing man. Um, I love that about him. He he says that I love people and he like them real hard. But I, see, I, I see that he is not coming on my side because I'm in alignment with the Father. Like he's there as well. Like he has a heart for people. Um, and I just love that he wants to grow. Um, I told him, we, we had yesterday at our group, I opened up in prayer and then he closed in prayer. And so I just love that he lets God work on him, like work in him, let him be, let him change him. I, I it's so beautiful. I tell, we, we joke about this all the time that I've seen with my own eyes. And we, we did this prophetic class, um, a couple of ago. And um, I never would have ever thought that my husband would operate in the prophetic. Um, and so we did the activation piece and he was praying with other person and just to hear the clarity that he provided to her. Um, I had to stop the class immediately. And I said, you know, this has been an answered prayer. Like I had prayed years for this and for it to show up in the natural. I just had to celebrate his yes. Um, and that's what I love about him. His yes is right. so pure. It's intentional um, and it's ever growing. It's not a yes period. It's a yes comma. It means God, I will continue to do yeah. what you want me to do. So yeah, that's what I love about him. Oh girl, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what I'm loving about this? Like seriously. So I love that the way that you guys started again is I, I would say more common, right? Like people starting young, people not knowing what the hell they're doing. You know, I, I understand that. Like it just, that's just really what happens. But what I love about this is the journey on, again, you both coming to different places at different times, which is important because I think that's really important for everyone to hear. Because I think also, you know, me too, myself, um, I found myself in my marriage often um you know i i want things to be you know i want him to be where i'm at or i want him to change or i i feel like i have this whole thing that i want but it's not necessary god's time it's not necessary it's not for me to push that and i've learned as a woman i've learned as a wife to let go to just like honestly to just let go and allow things to be as long as i'm also myself working on working on me and so what I want people to hear is that 
you guys, seriously, there's no perfect nothing. And relationships, they actually take work. And the work is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's like every, you want something in life, you got to put in the time, you got to put in the effort, you got to put in the love. And I want people to hear that. Like you can have, so you see these two and you could just feel the love and you could feel the fun and you can feel like you guys just have joy. You guys, seriously, you guys are just joyful, joyful people, but you just heard it wasn't always like this. So there, so there is possibility for all of us. Seriously, love is available for all of us. Love is beautiful. And I, I just, the honesty of this conversation today, I just want to say thank you. And I know we're not done, but I just want to say thank you because I want, <laughs> she's like, she's not going to let us go today. No, we're not, we're not going to go. No, but I just, I do. <laughs> but I want people to, because I want them to hear themselves in these stories, right? Like to say, oh, okay. Oh, so just because I'm changing and he hasn't yet, that's okay. That's actually okay. And just like, you know, you, you made that point. So when it comes to what else would you say to couples that you feel is so important to keep people also thriving and connecting? What's another thing that you think that maybe we have not talked about that is just right up there with everything else we've talked about that maybe somebody needs to hear today? That's important to for a marriage. I, I, I would say one of the things I would say community. Community is so important. The the right community. And what do I mean by that? You have to make sure we talked about it earlier, but you have to make sure that you don't talk to people that are wounded. Uh, because a wounded person is gonna give you advice from how they feel. And so so you have to be careful. You have to be open. I'm not saying you need 10 couples to be in your community. You need a safe place uh, for you to be. And yeah. so for me, community is so important. I tell women all the time um, that when, I'm, uh, when I coach them, I always give them my number uh, because I find that they, they're, they're coming to me because they don't want anybody else to know, number one. And then two, they probably don't have anybody else that's going to give them truth. And so I always offer myself as that safe place. Um, and so find that safe place, whether it be a pastor or uh, a minister or whether it be a, a couple friend, you know, you have to be intentional about creating space for healthy relationships. And then for somebody that can call you out, um, it not take offense to it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happens when you're in a safe community. So that's one of the things I would say. Um, is make sure you have safe community. Yeah. So. I love that. No, I was, I definitely, I, that's, that's really great advice because I think that's something that we don't talk about. I think we talk about all the other stuff, the communication and this and that, but we don't talk about like who you're actually surrounding yourself with, like who you're listening to, who you're getting advice from when you need the advice. Yeah. You need yeah, to step right. out. yeah, that's, that's fantastic. No, thank you for saying that. Yeah, Charlene, because you are a product of environment. And so... If, if you hang out uh, with this group and all they're doing is man bashing or women bashing, then at the end of the day, that's, that's something that's going to get on you. That's a spirit. And so you get home and you start acting away. Well, I well, wonder where this come from. It came from the company you kept, you know, so you got to be intentional about the spaces that you're in because you do become a product of your environment. You do. 
Well, thank you for saying that. That is so true. That's fantastic. How do you guys um, have fun? Like what, when, you, when you strip everything down, we're not working, we are not, you know, doing all the other things. Like how do you two connect and what do you guys love to do together? I'm going to let him answer this. Let me see. Hey, man. Um, one of the things that, you know, we both um, enjoy and I, um, I, I used to didn't, you know, enjoy it, but I had to start enjoying it when our daughter went out to college, you know, years ago, right? Uh, you know, I was shopping, right? I became her shopping buddy. And um, so she, <laughs> she always, you know, loved shopping and fashion and fashion and all that stuff, right? So we, we love to shop, we love to travel. So, um, so you know, when you travel, you know, of course you find new places to shop and, you know, different things of that nature. And, you know, just going out to different places to eat. And uh, so that's that's one of the things that we really, really enjoy. I said that's probably at our top. At our top. Yeah, yeah, top. And, and uh, the other thing I, I think we both enjoy is like good movies. We like mm -hmm. to watch movies. So that's another um, thing. And something new in our life, we have a new grandbaby, man. And that's just like. Oh, you guys are in love. You're in love with that grandbaby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that is like, man. Yeah. It's undescribable. Yeah. And we one one thing we I I what with that is we enjoy making memories like um like for Thanksgiving this year. Our kids um our son just got married, our daughter is married, now we have our new grandson. Um so we are all about um making memories now. Yeah. So here for Thanksgiving we decided that we're gonna travel um that Wednesday before and go and stay the night. I think we're going to Savannah or Hilton Head. We we had we're going to Hilton Head. Then it's just the night. We're just gonna go down there and hang and take a tour and blah blah blah. But then we decided this year because normally we'll have dinner or we'll go to my mom's. But then this year we decided we may get dressed up and go to a nice restaurant. So we're decide that or we're trying to see if we're gonna get a turkey cook. But so that's what we're all about. We're we're all about making memories. Um, and yeah. so I I love that. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh my goodness, you guys, you guys, I just love you too. I wanna give you a big hug. <laughs> you know what I want you to say though? Like, can you also just share like what you do, what you guys do and how you actually help people? Yeah, so, so I am a wife coach and people, they always ask me, did you say life or wife? No, I say wife with a W. <laughs> um, and, if, did you hear that? Wife. Right, right, right. And, um, and the people ask me, well, how did you come to do this and stuff? Um, and it's not something that I chose to do. It was something that God chose me. Uh, it's my assignment. And about four years ago, I gave, uh, God called me. He said, you need to start this, tell your story. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to do this. This is not I wanted to do, I was all about corporate project management. Uh, I was making all the coins. Like I listen, we, we, we like to travel. We like clothes and I like stuff. <laughs> and so in, in 2021, God told me to leave my full-time job. And I'll never forget. He told me in March of 2021 to leave. And I said, uh, that can't be job. Cause I like my pay. I mean, God, cause I like my paycheck too much. I am not going anywhere. But by August of that month, I mean, that's had to leave and so God said you need to do this full-time so what I do now is I coach women I coach women that are married and those that are trying to find their um, identity finding myself is what I call it and so I'm in 
extremely, extremely passionate about women seeing their worth. And women, anytime they come to me, I have like a wife intensive, I have different coaching programs and they always think, well, you know, I'm coming in here to talk, they're gonna talk about their marriage. No girl, we talking about you. Because <laughs> see, the, the key that's gonna change what you see, right. when you change what you say. And so you have to be the one that's initiated. And women always ask me, well then why me? Girl, I don't know, God chose me too to be my family. Right. And so I always tell them, um, you know, be the change that you want to see. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing it, then how can you expect it? Okay. If you don't create an environment where he feels respected, then why should, why should he feel respected? So yes, you have to be sure. So anyway, that's what I do. Um, my husband and I, um, we also um, work with couples that are premarital, that's thinking about marriage. Mm -hmm. And then we coach couples that are going through a hard season in their marriage. Yeah, so we, we do all of that. Uh, we put on, we just had a couple's retreat earlier this year. I have a women's retreat coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, um, it's for all women. It's uh, our topic this year is, it's called Lift Her Experience. And our topic this year is all relationships matter. And so we're talking about um, friendships and friendship wounds and how to be a friend. Mm -hmm. um, so we're talking about the relationship with your spouse or your significant other relationship with God. And then more importantly, the relationship with yourself. And so we are all things relationships, all things couples, all things uh, making sure that people see themselves um, the way that God sees them and, and make sure that their cup is full. So yeah. that's what we do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, uh, I think that's um, about covers it. But, you know, our, our main goal is, you know, we, we've been through a lot and, um, mm -hmm to make sure that couples don't have to cycle like you know we cycle and we we always tell them that you know hey we bumped our heads so that you don't have to so we you know be able to you know share our experiences to um just to kind of just to help them get to a place you know where they need to be and, and get there sooner you don't have to go um you, you don't know. have to that's wonderful yeah you don't have to wait so long mm -hmm. yeah and you don't have to be perfect on this journey right, i think right. people think that when you love God, that you have to show up a certain way. Yeah. God is not looking for, for, for um, perfection. That's He's right. looking for surrender. Um, right. And when you surrender to him, he'll do anything he needs yeah. to do for you. Um, and so even on this journey, uh, almost 34 years, we're still growing. Yeah. I, right. I'm still more about who this man is. I'm, yeah. I still have my moments. He still has it. Yeah, 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 you're like, mama, I still got my moments. <laughs> we, we are not perfect. We are of not. Of course, perfect. of course. You guys hear that. You know that, like, seriously, that these are two couple. This is a couple, not two couple, a couple that, like, honestly, like, what you're seeing is what you're getting. We're talking real. And that is real. There's no perfect anything, you guys. So don't, don't worry. Don't beat yourself up. It's okay. You know, it's okay, you know? So it's actually okay. I think that's one thing that people do too much. They really don't forgive themselves and they, they beat themselves up and they really feel that, oh God, it's been so bad. You know, how can it get better? And I just say, no, that's not true. It actually can get better. If you decide you want it to get better, it can actually get better. It really can. Yes, yes, it really can. Yeah, it really can. It really can. And I want to say this to you guys. What... Um, Overall, you know, I know you guys got so much going on, but what are you two looking forward to most now in the future? For me, let me just say me, because I've known this journey of self-discovery. So I told my husband in 2024, I don't know what God is going to do. I'm looking for it. I'm not about money, but I'm, I, I do believe that God is going to, like all the seeds that I planted, like 
my job and taking a huge pay cut um, because I'm um, walking in purpose. I believe in 2024 that God, um, Michael Todd came to our church not too long ago. And one of the things he preached about was bamboo. And it took, it takes bamboo three years to grow on the ground before it sprouts. I am walking my third year, my bamboo. Yeah. And so it's about the sprout. So this year into 2024, like the residue, like everything that God said he's going to do, it's going to happen in 2024. The, yeah. the money, um, my courses, like I just believe that's what I'm looking forward to. Yes. You know, my family, that's good. But I'm I'm looking for the harvest. That's what I'm waiting for. OK. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Look, I know. Mama, bring the passion. <laughs> Bring that passion, yes. What about you, Chris? You got, I gotta go after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, honestly, man, I'm, I'm looking for you know pretty much some of this, the same. Um, of course, like you should say, you know, family, uh, the growth with the grandbaby, and you know, just as you know, developing you know that relationship with him as he you know gets older, man. I'm just super pumped about that, and, and just the people that we're connected with, you know, yeah. just seeing them, you know, grow and. Um, you know, expand, man, and, and just, you know, go to another level. So, um, you know, I really get excited, you know, when I see that, you know, to see the, that progression, you know, in their relationship, yeah. you know, so I'm just looking forward to just more of that, you know, yeah. super excited, man, about what God's doing. Yeah. God is yeah. so faithful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that. And if so, you know, I want you guys to leave it on the last note. Is there anything that you want to share? with either um, a lot of my audience are single ladies, you know, really looking for love and haven't had the best luck, haven't had the best luck. You know, maybe you've been married before, kind of, you know, feel like, oof, there's, I don't know, there's not a lot of good men out there anymore. What would you say to them? I think for me, I would say get healed first, you know, make sure that you're healed so that when that person does come, because he's gonna search for you, you don't have to go look for him. Um, I think about who was it with Boaz, uh, Ruth, and Ruth and Boaz, Ruth, she was working in the yeah. fields and Boaz found her. So, but I would say this, Ruth, she he got healed first. Naomi was her mother-in-law and so stayed with her. So I would yeah. say to those single women that's looking to get married or to looking to find that companion. Yes. First, sis, let me tell you, girl, mm -hmm. get healed. Lay aside every weight that so easily beset you. It's time to let that go. You can't walk into new when you're guarded. And that's one of the things that God told me. I'm looking for new, but, but I'm guarding. God said, how can I give you new when you closed? How can I give you new when you're, when you're comparing this person to somebody that hurt you? Get over the hurt process. I remember I went to see Anita Phillips. Um, at this thing with Sarah Jake, one of the things that she said was, feel what you feel, but then move on. Right. So when she said that, I mean, it's so powerful. It's okay to feel what you feel, but don't stay there. Yeah. So process what you need to process and then move on. And it's okay. It's okay. And, it, ooh, and last thing, I'm gonna let you talk. Last thing, social media people only show you what they want you to see and i think what happens is yeah. we get caught up by what we see on social media that this couple looks like this and this couple looks like this and then the next you know they're getting a divorce why yeah. because they only showed you what they wanted you to see right. stop comparing your walk to somebody else's amen amen 
that's what I would say. What yeah. would you say, baby? Man, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's so much I, I could say to them, but um, the main things that's kind of really um, coming up for me is like like life and perseverance in this thing, uh, marriage and relationship. Right? It, it's it's not a long race. Um, it's like a bunch of short races, one after another. Right. I mean, so you can't look at this thing as you know trying to you know get to the end. You know, say hey. I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. I'm doing my best. I'm doing that. But I always tell women and men, mm -hmm. don't continue, don't continue to work on your best. Always elevate your worst. Right. Yeah. And once you do that, man, your, your life is going to change. Right. And, and, uh, and then one of my friends asked me, he said, well, Chris, um, how do I know what I need to work on? What's, what's my worst? I said, Hey, your spouse, that's the best person to tell you <laughs> what you need to work on. You know, you keep working on the same thing over and over, right. but that's not what she needs. You keep giving her what she used to need yeah. and what she used to want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ask her, you know, what can I work on? What can I do better? And I think once you do that, man, your life will totally uh, change and go in uh, another direction. Yeah. Your, your life will really move forward, like we say, it'll move forward. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Oh, I love that, you guys. And listen, yeah. let me tell you, say, how do they get a hold of you? Where is the best place for them to reach you? They got to be in your world. Yeah. You guys got to get in their world. Uh, of course, Instagram, you know, IG, I'm out there, her dope marriage. It's her dot dope, D-O-P-E dot marriage. Um, we do have a website, um, marriage, um, what is it? Herdopemarriage.com. I am on uh, everything, TikTok, I am on Pinterest, I am yeah. Facebook, Facebook yeah. is, uh, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm everywhere I need to be, and if you need me, I'll be there, and, you know, people always drop into my DMs, can you pray for me, can you, can you give me some advice, you know, yes, I offer it as a service in regards to coaching, but I'm always gonna give you a nugget, I'm always gonna, I'm not gonna leave you empty, I'm always gonna, give you something to inspire and chew on so yeah, that yeah. you do see, man, maybe I need to partner with her and see how I can do this thing God's way. So, and not yeah. mine. So, well, thank you. So did you guys now, did you not love this? Oh my goodness. I think we can go a whole other hour for the second half. And I know they're probably like Charlene, cause it's already six o'clock over there. Now it's like seven. I know I kept you guys on for a long time, but that's okay. It went so fast. I just want to let you know that. So I just want to say something. I just want to say thank you so much for today. What a beautiful conversation. So many nuggets in this conversation. So, so many light bulb moments I had for myself. And I just want to say the work that both of you are doing is amazing. Keep doing it. Keep going because I'm a fan. I'm all over that. And if you guys are listening to this today, definitely get in her world, get in his world. These two are going places, they're amazing, and God is really working in their life. And, you know, I think we all can learn. I think we can definitely learn from both of you. So thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that you would like to say before we wrap this up? Um, no, I, I, you got something maybe? No, no, it was just a pleasure, you know, to be here today. And uh, I just thank God for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I echo that, you know, yeah. thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for seeing something in us. So we are passionate about what we do and we just want people to know that, you know, they can have this as well. So it's not, mm -hmm. if God did it for us, he can do it for anybody. So amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And listen, I always want to say, you know, cheers to great love because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. 
What an amazing journey Chris and Keisha have been through. Seriously, from the lowest lows to the highest highs, such an inspiration on love and what it took to have a thriving relationship like the one that they have today. Wow. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review because each week I'll be bringing on guests that share everything when it comes to love, dating, and relationships so you can apply it to your own life. I'll see you next week. And until then, cheers to great love.